This week in Baby Quest, we do the next right thing. Again! Welcome to Baby Quest. My name is Mike. And I'm Leah. How are you this week, Leah? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) This is probably going to be the tightest turnaround on recording and releasing that we've ever done. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to editing on the weekend in one day. Yeah. We're recording this on Saturday, the August 8th. 8th. Yeah. And it's going to be... You're going to be listening to this at 4 a.m. on Monday the 10th. So that's exciting. Yeah. So, you know, this is like almost real time. Yeah, almost. Basically, this is basically a live episode, actually, yeah, if you much. think about it. All right, yeah. Let's get into it. So I wanted to uh, swing back and mention something that we, we kind of mentioned in the last episode, the one where we talked about all the movies and getting right. triggered by everything. Yeah. There's, uh, we, we talked about an episode where, or, uh, a, uh, a website where you look up and see what, like, does, do the babies die in this movie <laughs> before you watch it or whatever? Yes. And we didn't actually say what that was. No, because we couldn't remember the name of couldn't it. Couldn't <laughs> really remember at the time. Didn't seem that important. But I figured folks might actually want to know. Right. So I looked it up and figured it out. And the, the service is called Does the Dog Die? Yeah. And it's a website you can go to. And they also have an app. And the app, I tried it out. doesn't seem great. <laughs> oh, no, actually, I didn't try the oh, app. So here he is lying to you folks. Yeah, I tried the website. And the website tries to get you to go to the app. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try the app out. And it's like, okay, the app is $5. I was like, no, I'm good. Nah. <laughs> anyway, maybe it'll be worth it to you listening. But, uh, yeah, so it's a website. You go, you can make an account and pin all of your top triggers okay and then so whenever you look up a movie or tv show or whatever it'll tell you if it has any your specific favorite triggers are going to be up at the top uh, and all right. so you're picking from this huge list of terrible things right uh like clowns oh, are clowns uh, in it yeah. uh literally dogs dying is one mm. obviously figured but then there's all kinds of stuff like um, miscarriage. Does this movie have miscarriage? Does it have children like harm to children and stuff like that? Okay. And it's all it's kind of uh, like your trigger warning. Anything that might be a trigger warning. Yeah. All right. And okay. it's all uh, user crowdsourced stuff. So uh, okay. People vote yes or no. Does this thing have this, this thing, thing after they've watched right. it? And I don't know, it seemed fairly accurate. But then you go to like a show like The Crown, which we talked about last week. And first of all, it's an ongoing series. So you could have a bunch of votes for no for something. And then the next episode is going to have that thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that can be an issue. But also in a long series like The Crown, it had pretty much everything. Right. Which is, you know, like it's a period drama that's not scary or especially gross or violent or anything but it's like oh 
there was blood in this one part. The show, this show features gore, and uh, there was. Well, I mean, we talked about the child death one. Yeah. Outside of that episode, there has not yet been other horribly traumatizing stuff for us. Yeah, so it's okay. It's a little hit and miss, but that's that's what we were talking about. That's what we used, I think, to see if Baby yeah. Yoda died horribly. Yes. Okay. So there's a resource that you can all use. And so moving on, I want to talk about something else we talked about last week. It's basically like a recap episode. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, in case you missed last week's episode, here it is all over again. Mm, Sort of. Um, We talked about Frozen 2 last week. We mentioned Frozen 2 and how we saw it in the theaters, and there's like a song about grief and whatever, whatever. Yeah. And it (laughs) it was very sad. But I wanted to talk about that a little more. Because we just rewatched it. Well, so we so actually. So first we watched the making of Frozen Two on Disney Plus. So if you're at Excellent. all interested in animation or Disney movies, Disney stuff, I guess. Because like I'm very interested in animation. I'm not like I like animated movies. I'm not particularly like interested in the technique, but it's like cool to see the behind the scenes kind of stuff. And I'm a person who's like regretting their life decisions uh about not going into animation (laughs) so like i'm very interested in that stuff that side of it so yeah on disney plus there's a six-part series about the making of frozen 2 Mm -hmm. and it picks up about a year before frozen 2 is released right and it's so good you guys it's (laughs) so good they for something that's on disney plus made by disney about a Disney family movie. Yeah. It's surprisingly, they really let you into all of the troubles and problems they were running into Yeah, it's not super, like, glossed over, like, look, we just made this excellent film and everything went perfect. I don't know if I would go as far as saying it was, like, a troubled production overall, but they had a lot of issues i think what we were just seeing was that like probably a lot of animated movies have the same troubles is that and i think especially when you're trying to do a musical animated film like i think there's just so many layers to that that like that's where they just run into difficulty and like so now you are an expert on no i'm not saying how you make animated feature films (laughs) No. Anyway, that's not even why we're talking about it. We wanted to, (laughs) we wanted to talk about. uh, Well, so we're not going to spoil Frozen Two beyond what we already spoiled (laughs) last week, right? Which was that Olaf dies horribly and comes back. Spoiler! You don't know that. (laughs) I mean, at this point, Frozen Two has been out for almost a year. I think we can spoil it. Right. But anyway, honestly, but if you haven't seen it, there's a part where Olaf dies. So, in watching the documentary, we did find out that the Very Sad Grief song was partially inspired by real-life child death. Yeah. Yay! So, was he a director, producer? This Uh, is, like, official title. I think he's credited as a writer writer. on the film, uh, Mr. Chris Buck. Yeah. And he, yeah, I don't know. They they kind of position him as being sort of like number two in charge right. of the, the yeah. movie behind Jennifer Lee. Right. So his son, Ryder, died in a car accident 
when he was 19? Roughly. Yeah. From what I remember. 19 or 20, somewhere in there. And it was... And this was right before the release of the first Frozen. Yeah. Yes. Which this gentleman also worked on. Right. So, yeah, there was, like, some very real feelings that, like, were coming through in the story. And they named one of the, like, minor characters after his son. There's a guy named Ryder who hangs out with... Kristoff. Kristoff for a while. And then they talk... They bond over... Their love of reindeer. Reindeer. And uh, they get the the whole marriage proposal set up going. That that doesn't work out. Sorry, that's more spoilers. <laughs> this is more spoilers. But there is so they did name a character after uh, Chris Buck's son who was killed. Yeah. And then and apparently they said in the documentary they said that uh, the song was sort of inspired by what he was going through. Mm-hmm. But I've got the lyrics here in front of me. Oh, good. And it is so bleak. This is like 100% written by someone who has experienced real serious grief. Yeah. Now, like, the song wasn't written by... Chris Buck didn't write the song. No, but... I'm not saying that. But they said, you know, there's this part that's all griefy and that was inspired by his son passing away. But anyway, the two the it's a husband and wife couple that wrote all the songs for Frozen Two. Yeah, they didn't specifically get into their own experiences with grief. No, but it's very clear the song was written by someone who knows a lot about the subject. Yeah, and like the very first verse of the song is, "I've seen dark before, but not like this. This is cold. This is empty. This is numb. The life I knew is over. The lights are out. Hello, darkness." I'm ready to succumb. Yeah. Like, that is that is down in the depths. That's in the pits. Yeah. I guess more context for the song where it is in the movie. Anna and Olaf are hanging out literally in a cave. So, like, she's literally in the depths and darkness. And Olaf is like, oh, shoot, I'm dying. The magic is gone, I guess. And then that leads Anna to believe that Elsa, her sister... Has died. Has died because there was risk of that happening on her mission that she went on. Yes. So Anna is really, while in the, so actually one other thing I want to mention is in the rewatch, we watched the whole documentary and then we watched Frozen 2 for the second time. Mm-hmm. The part that actually really got me, I was kind of like nodding my head along to the song like, yeah, 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 I'm <laughs> with you. But the part that actually got me was when Olaf was dying and Anna was holding Olaf and he was mm-hmm. like holding him like a baby first of right. all yeah. like very much like a baby and he's just like being spirited away <laughs> and turning into snowflakes yeah. and stuff and that part really got me got a little teary eyed at Olaf's uh, death this time around it just reminded me she was holding a baby and <laughs> <laughs> being sad that it, it was dying in her arms it was really dark anyway that happens then she goes into this song yeah so the the song continues in the second verse she goes ahead a little bit and then it's the this grief has a gravity it pulls me down but a tiny voice whispers in my mind you are lost hope is gone 
but you must go on and do the next right thing. So they talk a little bit at the beginning of the movie about you got to all you can do is do the right thing, do the and mm. so that sort of gets called back here, but really the song is about you have no choice but to continue to live despite everything being changed, despite having lost what you were working towards or like the people that were most important to you, right? Yeah. And your previous, your whole idea of your life has been thrown out Mm -hmm. and you have no choice. (laughs) But to, it's even more explicit later in the song, but you just keep going is really it. Yeah. And that's how, that was very relatable, at least for me, because that's how we felt afterwards. Yeah. Um, like, when you lose a baby, you get a lot of comments from people like, oh, my God, you're so strong. I don't know how you do it. You're so, you're, like, amazing fortitude, and <laughs> you're so yeah. you're so powerful, and mentally, uh, it's unbelievable. You're great. And it's like, well, I don't really have a lot of choice. Yeah. You just keep like, going, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. There isn't a lot of... Yeah, I don't think there is a choice that, like, you still have to eat and you still, like, have to wash the dishes and, like, stuff still happens. And I also feel like those comments are, like, a little dismissive in a way that, like, you know, as people say, like, oh, you're so strong, like, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And I'm like, well... Like, if, like what would have happened to you? Yeah, like, like you would have so just withered away, crumbled and to the ground, and like not been able to move on. Like so, turned the fact into, that turned I turned back into snowflakes and spirited away. Yeah, so like the fact that I am continuing on means that like like I don't know. I was I was always like, well, does that mean that like I'm not like that? My love for my daughter wasn't as strong as what you think your love for your child is, or that like. <laughs> I'm not grieving appropriately because I've gotten up and done my hair and brushed my teeth and gone out to see my friends. Like, the, like mm-hmm. it always just felt like really dismissive when people said that. I mean, and I know to me, it always feels like it's coming from a good place. It's like, how do I compliment this person? Like, you know, it's not like they're no, I know bad of you. It's it, it's it's trying to say a nice thing. But I know. It, it always felt weird hearing that kind of thing yeah yeah because like you don't feel like you're strong and doing something cool and great no you feel like you're putting on pants (laughs) because that's what you need to go to the grocery store kind of thing yeah later in the song yeah it gets very explicit about that kind of stuff goes how to rise from the floor when it's not you i'm rising for just do the next right thing take a step step again it is all that I can do to do the next right thing. Uh, I won't look too far ahead. It's too much for me to take. I like that line a lot. Mm. But break it down to this next breath, this next step, this next choice is one that I can make. And that's like good advice. I think yeah. that's good advice for someone grieving. Yeah. Like if I get up today and I brush my hair, that's like enough. And like, yeah, and break it down, baby steps. Yeah, like all I have to do is get out of bed. All I have to do is brush my teeth. All I have to do is go check the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a really good song. Mm-hmm. It's a very yeah. It felt, it's a very like real song. It's very affecting song. Mm. It's 
Yeah, it just seems really good. Yeah. I mean, it was not as funny as Lost in the Woods. <laughs> I like that one a lot. I mean, I think I like the, the visuals of it maybe more Olaf than the song. Anything does is great. So. No, Lost in the Woods is Kristoff's power, 80s power ballad. Oh, that one's also very good, yes. The Olaf song's pretty good. Sorry. But everything will make sense when I'm older. Oh, yes, that That's one. pretty good. I mean, that's funny. Yes. Because it's not true. <laughs> but, I mean, that is the, like, I don't know, view you have as a child. That, like, the adults have all the answers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the fr- our first viewing of Frozen 2, I wasn't wild. I felt like I'm not really into this new nihilist Olaf. <laughs> but watching it again, I didn't feel that way. I felt more like he was learning more. Like, right. he knows that he has more knowledge. Yeah. But still knows that... He doesn't know everything. He doesn't... Know- There's a lot that he doesn't know. Yeah. And he's enjoying growing. And he's looking forward to... Everything making sense when he's older. So Olaf was good. So Olaf the snowman, he's good. That's the conclusion. <laughs> so I think yeah. that's that's probably all we have to say about Frozen, Frozen. Two for this week. Until next week, where we talk about different stuff no, in Frozen Two. We promise that this will not become a Frozen Two recap podcast. Not recap. This is in depth critical analysis. Okay. Well, if this is going to become a Frozen Two analysis podcast then mm-hmm. it also needs to become a hamilton analysis podcast um sure two great tastes that taste great together <laughs> so coming up this week anything special yeah on saturday august 15th it is eliza's first birthday <gasps> already yep <laughs> oh my god it's been a year i know oh yeah that's so weird. terrifying it's weird it's so weird. That's so weird. I'm like in typical Leah fashion, trying not to think about it. I'm sure that will go great. Yeah, that's not a good strategy, though. <laughs> no, I just not like, like I know that it's happening, and but I'm I don't know what trying not to let my get too caught up in the thoughts. What thoughts? That is her birthday. But we like her, and we like her birthday. I know, but I'm worried that it's gonna be a sad day, and I don't want it to be a sad day. It's going to be an emotional day, whether you like it or not. my therapist right now. I'm being your therapist all the time. <laughs> no, it's going to be... Uh, I don't fully know what to expect. It's not It's not going to be 100% happy, but it's not going to be 100% sad. It's definitely not going to be the birthday party that we had planned. That's true. So, pre-COVID... My plan was to have a giant party. And I was going to invite everybody. Both our families, our friends, uh, people we met through our bereavement support group. And it was going to be like a big party. And I might have, with some of the invites, not specified exactly what the party was about. And probably would have just said something like, come for a barbecue. Kind of a reverse surprise party. Yeah. Um, Surprise surprise to the guests. Yeah, some of the guests, not all of the guests. But obviously with COVID, not possible. So, and I'm sure we'll get people being like, well, it is possible. You can have like 50 people indoors and 100 people outdoors based on Ontario's stage three plan. Yeah. And you know what I say? Shut up. (laughs) 
I know that is a possibility, but not something that we feel comfortable with or most of our family or friends feels comfortable with, honestly. So wasn't going to be an option for us. Yeah, you're high risk. I work at a hospital. Like, Yeah. My All of my siblings are frontline workers, basically. Yeah. And, you know, my parents are both high risk because of their age. And yeah, like, no, it wasn't. It just wasn't an option for our family, which is fine. I would rather people be safe than come to a party. So we don't super have like a concrete plan of what Saturday will look like for us. Mm-hmm. probably hanging out with like some close friends who we have accepted into our bubble just 50 of our closest friends no. like one one friend one couple might do some like takeout dinner or something Ooh. <laughs> i didn't even think about that and my very good friend meg who was on the podcast a few weeks ago she has been working tireless tire tire Oh, gosh, the word is not coming. Keep trying. Tirelessly. There you go. To So the city of Ottawa has a memorial tree project, and she has been working for about three months with the city of Ottawa trying to get the tree situation sorted out. So the city of Ottawa does memorial trees. You pay for a tree. You pick a spot in a public park. The city plants the tree, cares for the tree for three months, for three years, and there is a plaque at the tree to say, like, who, what the tree is in memorial of. Yeah. So Meg has done everything. She has talked to, like, the people who make the plaque. She's talked to the tree people. She's talked to, like, our city councillor <laughs> for our ward. She has, like, done it all. I mean, and- our, our city councillor... It's also- loves us, though. <laughs> I mean, I mean we're, we may be his most radical <laughs> constituents in more ways than one. Like in the, you know, we love to do skateboard stunts way, for one. But also in the, like, abolish police way. Right. <laughs> Not a lot of houses on our street have Black Lives Matter signs out front. <laughs> but we do. <laughs> we're not the only house on our street, though. No. Yeah, so Meg has been organizing this memorial tree, and it kind of, at one point, seemed like, oh, we could get the tree planted either by or on Eliza's birthday, and so then we were planning on having, like, a socially distant gathering at the park on her birthday as, like, you know, and kind of invite whoever wanted to come, right? It was going to be in this big open park. You can wear masks. You don't have to wear masks if you don't think it's necessary. We can all just, like, spend a few minutes remembering eliza yeah and then it then it turned into like no the tree planting wasn't going to be able to happen that like even this year like it would be a 2021 thing there's a pandemic going on yeah and so that got like a little depressing for a few weeks and the latest update is that so like two weeks after eliza's birthday or like a week and a half, I guess, after Eliza's birthday, uh, we will be able to go and pick a spot at the park for where the tree will be planted. And we will get to pick what type of tree. And this is like in consultation with city people. Yeah. So it's very exciting. So like, it's happening. Here's my thought about the tree thing. I love trees. The memorial tree idea is super cool. Can't wait. Love it, love it, love it. 
I'm so worried about trees dying, though. Yeah. Because what if our our daughter has died and then our daughter's tree also dies? <laughs> and it's like, man, I um, shouldn't have even done the tree. I think. Did they replace it? I think if it happens within the three years, they do. Because for those three years, they're, like, maintaining the tree. Right. And I also think the fact that the city is helping, like, pick a spot and pick a tree, they're obviously only going to suggest trees that, like, will have a high probability of working in that area. Living, yeah. So. Just because, like, we have a tree in our backyard that I liked, and it just died. I mean, okay, it didn't just die. Its root system got flooded last spring and it sat like underwater yeah. for months. Yeah. So, you know. Well, what if that happens to this new tree? I don't think the park that we're choosing floods like that our backyard does. I don't know, global warming. <sighs> Gotta flood something. Okay, well. Here's the other thing about the tree. The park that we would like to put it in it's kind of a nice little central park in our end of town mm-hmm. it's at like a you know a well trafficked intersection on a very popular path yeah and there's like a, a kid's playground yeah. little kid's playground there it's very nice there's a water fountain for humans and a dog water fountain so that's cool yeah but there are already two trees with plaques in the park and so i was i run by there all the time And I was like, I'm going to see what those trees are all about, who those are for. And I went and looked at the first one, and it said, in remembrance of victims of 9-11. And I was like, huh. I don't know why you thought that was so weird. Well, it's a little weird, no? Why? What what does that park have to do with 9-11? I don't think it has anything to do with 9-11. I think that 9-11 was a very big deal for... Mm, I'm not saying it wasn't. For, I'm, I'm like, I think that. it was less about... No, 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 no. 9-11 ruined the world. Well, yeah, exactly. So I think it was less about like, oh, this park has a specific significance to 9-11 and more about there are people across the world that 9-11 affected and we are going to place commemorative trees for them. And I sure. think in that, with nine with like those trees, because there are two of them in that park with the same plaque. So you're you're jumping ahead in my story. I went I to look at the other tree, and guess what? It's also a 9-11 memorial tree. So I think what happened with those trees is that the city probably, or somebody probably donated like X amount of dollars for... Well, one of them is specifically from some group, like the Rotary okay. Club or something See? like that. So... And then, like, and then the other one was probably just, like, the city decided to plant X number of trees in memory of 9-11 victims. And just, like, decided on random, like, well, not random, but, like, decided on which parks would get those. So, you know, I I think it's probably just a coincidence, really. That's interesting. I mean, I don't see a lot of other trees for different terrorist attacks or anything. Okay. I just think it's funny and weird. I think you think too much about this, and it's not as big a deal. Let us know. Go go to our social media. Let me know if it's funny and weird. Please don't. Mike is just... Or if I'm disrespecting... Mike's just overthinking ...the victims of 9-11. And probably doing that a little bit, too. No, I love it. I love that they have a tree, that they have two trees You just said it was weird. And it's not (laughs) our park. We don't own it. 
It's not even the closest park to us. Listen, who do you think pays the taxes that keep that park running? I mean, not just us. It's everybody's park. Also, we pass by two parks in order to get to that park. I know, we should check for 9-11 trees in those parks, too. Oh, my God. Okay, so I think we did a podcast. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Uh, should people follow us on social oh, media? Yeah, okay. Um, you Do can you follow me on Instagram at Love for Buzz and at BabyQuestPod. And on Twitter, BabyQuestCast. And oh, we might have an email address soon. Not now. <laughs> not, not yet. Today, <laughs> but maybe soon. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. Stay tuned for that. If you want to find out about our email address, keep listening. <laughs> It's going to be exciting. Oh, boy. All right. We will talk to you soon. I love you. Bye. Mwah.